Welcome to C3 Belconnen. Here's the latest message from our senior pastor, Melissa Hind. actually a really cool thought, that whole innovation that's coming out uh, in a lot of areas and industries across our nation where people are creating ways to do what they've always done in a different way. And I, and I love that right now I'm speaking to people all over uh, the world and all over our city who are sitting on couches, hanging on their phones somewhere. And I think that's actually so cool that we are seeing this rise in innovation. Now, many of you would know that um, homeschooling isn't as easy as it looks. And to be honest, this week for me, the homeschooling thing really threw me. And you know, I'm a bit of a problem solver. I like adrenaline. I worked in emergency for like 15 years as a nurse and, and that's my thing. I kinda, I kinda work well under pressure. But when I got the notice that we were going to homeschooling, let me tell you this, my, the adrenaline really spiked and I actually got super overwhelmed. I looked at my three beautiful children, 14, 12 and 7, and thought, I have no idea where to start. So I did take myself to the $2 shop and, um, and set up a desk in our rumpus room and try and make it a little bit pretty. But what happened was as I was setting up the desk, I saw a pair of school shoes on the floor because, uh, you know, they never put them away. And um, as I looked at the shoes, I actually got really teary and I stood there and I kind of went well wait a second I I'm not going to do the school run again for a while and I don't know how long for and this feeling of uncertainty kind of came over me and as I as I started to just cry a little bit I was a bit emotional I, I thought well God I feel so uncomfortable right now and I felt like God spoke to me quite clearly and he said this he said Melissa I never designed you for comfort and I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I know many of you are sitting on your couch right now thinking, Mel, I am totally designed for comfort. I have my feet up. I am sitting back. You know, I don't like change. I don't want change. And I understand that. I'm totally with you. And this is a season where we are all feeling really uncomfortable. We're all feeling stretched. We're all feeling like, you know, we're not sure what's next. There's an uncertainty about us. And here's the thing. When we live inside our comfort zone, we're comfortable, right? Logical, super logical, I'm super clever. But living outside our comfort zone is uncomfortable. Here's the thing though, as I look through the Bible and I look at all the people who I have such respect for and have learned for all the people that are named in the Bible, I cannot think of one that lived a comfortable life, that lived in the comfort zone. Now, if you can, feel free to throw it in the chat, um, and pastors who are on at the moment will, will answer you, but I can't think of anyone. I, I, I've racked my brain. You know, you see, people like Jonah literally ended up in the belly of the whale to try and escape a comfortable an uncomfortable situation. God called him out of his comfort zone and he literally ended up in the belly of a whale rather than preaching where he was meant to preach. We see um, Daniel left his comfort zone and became what, it left his comfort zone and, and stood up spiritually, left his comfort zone and became an incredible man of God in that place. Paul lived a life of privilege and respect. He was actually destined to walk a path that was very clear, and yet he actually had to leave his comfort zone the moment his name changed from Saul to Paul. 
as I was thinking about this, I, I felt quite challenged, and God reminded me of Moses. And we see in Exodus 3 and 4 a, a great story unfolding between God and Moses. And we see that one of the things that stood out for me was in Exodus 3 verse 1, it says this, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And as I read this, I realized God said, Moses was in his comfortable place. He was tending to the flock. He was doing what he'd always does. And I actually feel like literally two or three weeks ago, we were just doing what we always do. We were kind of tending to our lives. We were kind of going to work. We were loving our kids. We were coming to church, perhaps. We were doing things that were comfortable. And yet we see in that comfortable place, God meets Moses there. And he pulls him out of his comfort zone. First, he sends a burning bush. And so Moses, in his comfortable place, looks over there and goes, wait a second, that bush is not being consumed. What's that about? And so he, he kind of wonders about that. And we see God call Moses' name. He says this in verse 4. He says, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. You see, I wonder if in this crazy, in the chaos, as you're kind of looking at your own Bernie Bush, wondering what is happening, whether God is calling your name, and you just need to take a moment to take a breath and hear that. Even now as I speak, why don't you just close your eyes on the couch or wherever you're sitting and just take a minute. He's calling your name. He promises us that in our most uncomfortable moments, he brings comfort to us. And that's what he has done to Moses. You see, he called Moses' name. He says, Moses, Moses. And Moses responds. And I feel like right now, we can do the same. We can actually respond. He's calling your name, and you can take a second to respond. And then Moses, he hides his face from God. You see, I really believe that, that in this crazy time, and as we're being pulled out of our comfort zone, that he has spoken our names. And Moses, who struggled with speech, actually seemed to find his voice in the uncom uncomfortable zone. You see, Moses took him away, uh, God took Moses away from the sheep and kind of said, all right, we're going to send you on a mission. And perhaps now God is actually saying to us as a people, I'm taking you out of what's comfortable, but I am not letting you stay with the comfortable. In fact, I'm sending you on a mission. Because you know what God's response to Moses was when Moses said, I can't do this. I can't do it. And you might be here. You might have lost your business this week. You might have lost your job. You might have gone through a week that we never, ever imagined. And I'm so sorry. But I know that God has got you on a mission. This is not where he will keep you, in that place of uncertainty. And you see, the reason I know this is because of God's response to Moses. And you see, Moses was having a bit of a teenage tantrum, let's be honest. He was kind of saying, nope, I can't do that. I'm not up for that. And you know what God's response was? I'm sorry, Moses, it's not about you. He says this, God said to Moses in verse 14, I am who I am, and thus, you will say to the children of Israel, as I send you on this mission, I am has sent me. I believe that right now, you can take that minute to say, to hear God's voice saying, I am who I am. That he has sent you on a mission. 
that his voice to you, no matter what your circumstance, in all the uncertainty, in all the, the fear, the worry, he is who he is. doesn't matter who you are. If you've had the best week, if you've had the worst week, it doesn't matter. It's all about who he is. You know, through the whole next chapter, Moses argues with God. The whole chapter. He says things like, I can't do it. I'm not eloquent enough. I'm not good enough. I'm scared. Over and over again. You can read it in Exodus 4. It says God even showed him miracle after miracle to try and prove to him that he would be with Moses on the journey. And we see in verse 10 that Moses, the grand finale, says this. The Lord... I'm not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am still slow of speech and slow of tongue. (laughs) You know, I feel like this week I've been a little bit like that, kind of just driven back to that fear, to that worry. And yet God's response, once again, was to encourage and to build Moses up. Our only place, our one true place of courage when we're uncertain of fear when we're out of our comfort zone, has to be God and who he is and who he has always been. He has not changed. This has not surprised him. You see, the desire for comfort drives us to self. It drives us to worry. It drives us to fear. It drives us to think about our situation more than God. The push for comfort makes us feel like if we're not there, we're inadequate. But living outside our comfort zone drives us to God. It drives us to hear his voice. It drives us to stand firm. It drives us to prayer and to the word. It drives us to gather in ways we never dreamed we'd gather. It drives us to pray in ways we never dreamed we'd pray. Because God showed me this. That in this place that we are called to right now, to not be in our comfort zone, but we are called by God to have a mission for this time and for this season. And in this place is where God will provide our comfort. He will come and he will be with you no matter what. And we don't know what the weeks will bring, but I know that no matter what, God will bring you comfort Psalms promises us over and over again, and we must feed ourselves with the Psalms. It says that my comfort in suffering is your promise that preserves my life. You see, as we step out of our comfort zone, we have to go back to the Word of God, back to the promise that comfort only comes from Him, not from our work, not from our couch, not from security, but from God. You know, as we step out of our comfort zones, and we're doing this together, as we step out of that, I really feel like there are three things that will help us in this season. The first one is that you will want, and I said this last, a little while back, you will want to turn to what's familiar, right? Anyone with you? I'm with you. I'm looking forward to the day that those kids are getting shoes on and going on the school run, and we're running late again. You will want to turn for what's familiar. So choose the familiar that will strengthen you, not deplete you. You see, we have a choice in that familiar. 
I found myself literally just scrolling, you know, swiping for the news feed. What's next? What's next? Waiting for the next announcement from our government. And it just, it became so familiar. That was all I could sort of do. And I found myself getting more and more kind of worried. That was not feeding my soul. That was not strengthening me. That was just bringing me down. That was draining me. But if we return to what's familiar that will strengthen us, maybe that's scripture, maybe that's the word, maybe that's prayer, maybe that's going for a walk around the block, maybe that's turning your screens off all day or for a few hours at least, maybe it's having a coffee on the deck, but turn to what will fill you, not deplete you. You see, fear heightens and peace calms. And if we allow fear to be fed, we're just going to get more and more anxious and more and more worried. Whereas if we allow peace of God and the presence of God into our lives, we'll find there'll be a supernatural calm that you, you won't even be able to explain to people other than that it comes straight from heaven. The second thing is, the waves will come, so learn to dive under them. You see, when you're in the surf, I'm not much of a surfer, but my boys do. When you're in the surf, you can see the wave coming. And I see that the, the kids are in the surf and they're on their boards and they see it coming and then they stop to prepare for it, right? And then what do they do? They dive under it to escape the tossing and the turning. You know, every night around seven, I start to get super tired at the moment. And I said to Nick, I can feel the anxiety weigh on me but every night, and I actually feel my heart rate go up, I start to worry, I start to get snappy at the kids, and it's always about the same time. Now, I've realized that these days, these times, these seasons, those waves will come, and at seven o'clock, I say in my heart, I say, you know what, I'm going to feel a bit funky for a while, but I'm going to turn that worry, every time I worry, I'm going to pray, and so that's me, diving under the wave. I'm prepared for the waves of fear, the waves of anxiety, the, the concern around everything, but I'm going to dive under it through prayer and through the word. You see, we can't just ignore all this, but we can turn it into a constructive, healthy, strengthening thing in our lives. It's okay to be a little bit worried, but turn that worry into prayer. The word teaches us that. The third thing is, this is going to end so how's it going to end for you guys? Are you going to be strong and healthy at the end of this? Are you going to be broader in your spirituality, in your faith? Are you going to have more trust in God than you've ever had before? Nick made a funny joke if we went into lockdown. He said, oh, I wonder how we'll come out. Will we come out fitter or less fit? And I'm like, well, the amount of chocolate I've bought, perhaps less. Um, but, but we have a choice here. How are we going to finish this? Are we going to finish this after we've fueled ourselves with the word of God and actually been on that mission that God sent Moses on to change the world, to change those around us? Or are we going to allow fear and anxiety to drive us inward and, and turn us into selfish, kind of self-focused people? I don't know about you, but I am so, so determined to come out of this well, to know and to believe that the God of all miracles is with us. That no matter what, he's with you right now. You know John, Jesus' words in John 16, oh, the most beautiful thing, says, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace 
which is in me will be in you. And this is Jesus speaking to us today. That he will give you great confidence as you rest in him. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. We're there. But you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. Jesus has conquered the world. And that peace that you can experience, whether you've been in church your whole life or perhaps this is the very first time you've tuned in, I want you to know that Jesus is calling your name, that the God of the universe understands your situation, that right now he promises you peace. And you know, you might not quite understand what that means, but I know that even now as I pray in just a moment, you are going to experience the presence of God in that lounge room, in that car, in that wherever you are right now. If you're a Christian and you understand what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, I want you right now to close your eyes and begin to pray. Because there are people tuning in all over the place who are looking for hope. And so I want you Christians to be praying for those people. And if you're here and you're looking for something, you've come out of a a crazy week and you're worried and you're anxious, and you've tuned in because you're looking for hope, I'm so glad you're here. And let me tell you, I have the greatest, greatest story to tell you. Jesus himself loves you. He came down from heaven. He died on a cross for you, and he said, I am bridging the gap between you and God. I am, going, I am here to have a relationship with you. To this day, you can have a relationship with him. Thanks for listening to our latest Sunday message. If you would like to find out more about our church, just visit www.c3bellconnor.org.au.